Hello out there and welcome. My name is Sharon Froshen. I am the Chief Operating Officer for the Discover Your Path You platform where we believe that every life can teach and everyone can grow. To that end, I'm also the host of this show, The Connection Sessions, where we bring together practitioners, entrepreneurs, artists, marketers, spiritualists, students, and mentors in an effort to connect to community, learn from each other, and grow. Today, I have with me quite possibly one of the best life coaches that I know, Elsa Johnson, who actually I had the privilege of witnessing a session that she did that absolutely blew my mind. She's someone who is so incredibly good at honing in on who we truly are and on getting past that identity crisis of am I this, am I this, am I that, am I that, and, and truly owning our true identity, our true voice, and our true message. So I'm so happy that you could be here with me today, Elsa. If you wouldn't mind just taking a moment to introduce yourself and to let us know how you got into life coaching. Oh, that's my pleasure. I grew up in Denmark, uh, born and raised, lived there till my late 20s. And then I met a guy who was American and I got imported to the US. But before that, I'd already traveled quite a bit. I've also lived and worked in Switzerland, in Spain, and in Holland before I came to the US. After we got married, we lived in many places in the US and also abroad for a couple of um, different stints. All that has sort of made my life in a constant transition from one place to the next. But throughout the whole thing, besides the family unit being a consistent, I was working. And then when our children came around, I, it, become, it became a logistical nightmare. And I just sort of fell into becoming an entrepreneur because it worked. You know, it, I didn't have to worry about school sick or sick days or half days and all that. I could work around that. And I was an interior design and I loved it, even though I came from a financial background, but I had, I really had a natural talent for, for all the things within interior design. Then five years ago on one of our lab, our last move, I came to Scottsdale, Arizona. And like I always do, I thought, okay, Hey, I'm going to set up shop again. I'm going to do what I know how to do. And for the first time in my life, I didn't connect fully with it. I came to a new place that seemed like this was where we, we were going to end up in retirement. There was no imminent move in front of us. There was no, um, you know, this was it. <laughs> and then all everything started catching up with me, all the things that I had left behind and not dealt with. Um. You, know, did, you know, they finally found the destination why I had landed. <laughs> and it was, um, it was quite shocking. You know, I'm, I'm not young, uh, yeah, I'm young at heart, but when you start looking at saying, well, I had a good interior design business, I had a good corporate career, I have a beautiful family, I have all these things, but who the heck am I? Mm. And luckily I came in touch with some really insightful people and they steered me on this path and it just was so profound to me. And it was like putting a match to a wildfire basically. 
there was so much cooped up in me that I needed to learn, that I needed to understand, that I needed to figure out what, why was it that I, the act, I was acting the way I was acting. So I started doing work for myself. I, I studied like a, like a hungry person, NLP and CBT and life coaching and all the modalities. It was, like, it was literally like I couldn't get enough of it. Until yeah. one day I sort of woke up and said, hey, take a deep breath. This is not about absorption. It's about understanding mm. and applying it to yourself. And then I started looking and saying, how had I applied it throughout my whole life? And it was always about the people that was around me. It was never about the fluffy pillow or the blue walls. It was about creating spaces where people can live beautiful lives. It was about them creating a safe environment to be who they were. And that's really why it all sort of collided into one thing and saying, wow, I can do this. I, 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 this is a business. Yeah. And, and it was, it was like the most beautiful colliding of, you know, the universe. Has it been easy from there on out? No, it has not. Because I've had to do a lot of work, continue to do a lot of work myself. But I also feel that I have the ability, and thank you for your kind words on, on my coaching session, that because of all the places that I have been, because of all the people I have met, I have really truly learned never to judge a book by its cover. Same thing with a person. There is so much more to the story. And there so, is. We are so good at hiding it. Are we not? We. <laughs> Wow, are we good at hiding it. I, I love the way that you have feathered together creating a comfortable aesthetic space with creating a comfortable emotional space for somebody to live in. Because that's really what we as life coaches do. We help you rearrange the inner aesthetics of your life in order for you to be emotionally comfortable in such a way so as to thrive in the life that you're currently leading. And one of the things that has really stood out to me about you is your ability to stay present and locked on one thing. I, I, that coaching session that I watched you do that, that really affected me deeply, the person that was involved in the coaching session repeatedly told you <laughs> that, no, no, that's it, not there. And I watched you honor your intuition and honor that inner voice and stick with something because you knew in that intuitive gut that there was something there. And then when that person was finally willing in that session to, to bloom open and go back and truly explore the situation, that was where the answer was. So how do you teach? I know that you specialize in female entrepreneurs how do you teach a female entrepreneur when women, especially in Western society, were so encouraged to be 900 different things at once? How do you help a female entrepreneur take the same journey you did to finding that spot where they all mix? First of all, it's about, like you were, you were saying openly when we started out, that identity crisis. Yeah. That has really come into focus for me lately is who are we? You, you know, a, a lot of times when I, one of my first conversations when I talk with my clients are, so what do you want? And they're like, I don't know. You know, they, they don't know what's ahead of them because they don't know who they are. Yeah. And they don't know who they really can become. 
because they constantly are in reactive mode. Mm -hmm. uh, everything that's presented to them, it's like quick action, quick action, quick action. And when I look at my own journey, one of the things that I've been labeled as for a long time is I'm so damn stubborn. And I took that as a really bad thing for so many years until I realized that's what makes me a good coach. Yes. You just pointed it out, right? I'm not letting it go. Mm -hmm. And, but what, what you start realizing some of the things that you maybe for a long time have put yourself in a spot of saying, this is a bad trait that I have. I started realizing that was the support for who I could become because by being stubborn, I can also dig deep and sort of take a 360 view of the person. I'm not letting you go. I'm holding on to you, but I'm looking at you from all angles and yeah. seeing where is the door that we can open. There's willing to be just open just a little bit so we can get behind what you're hiding. That's and so true. When, when I started realizing that something that I, the whole life, have been downplaying as something that was bad about me can have such a valuable asset in my life today. My clients probably have the same thing. Yep. They so probably I, do. So when I talk, it's the funny thing is when I started with a client, I really start saying, so who are you? And as I, as I just said, many of them don't really know. And then we start exploring, saying, who do you think, like, what do you think other people think about you? How would they describe you? And then we start there. And then we start finding the truth in that because sometimes we don't necessarily like how other people view us. Yes. But we don't know why they don't because we don't know what the incongruence is with who we are at the core. Yeah. That's so true. That's, it's such a powerful truth because I know that throughout my life I have been described as emotionally unstable. And it's not that I don't know how to handle emotion or that I'm not comfortable with emotion. To the contrary, I'm actually quite comfortable with emotion. It's that my emotional intensity makes other people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But that emotional intensity is the same thing that, like you, makes me such a powerful coach because there's nothing that a client can bring into a session that I'm not comfortable with. There's nothing because I am able to rise to the heights of intensity and to the depths of depression with someone and feel comfortable in all of it. So I love you bringing forward. It's, it's something that was said in one of my favorite movies. What about Joe? One of the people who's interviewed in this movie says, go back and find what has been said about you most and where you were most uncomfortable. And that may well be where the door to your bliss opens because we've been told, well, you're this and you're that. And because we don't understand ourselves, we're not willing to explore what we consider to be negative for fear that all these people might be right. And in that very experience is our key to happiness is, is the key to understanding well, this is what stands out about me to people. Why does it stand out and how can I use that to my benefit? So how do you help a client harness 
that sense of self and that self-worth enough to be willing to go and actually look at those things that they're uncomfortable with. Well, that's where my stubbornness comes in. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's like detective work. It's like good detective work. You yeah. know, it, it, it's a matter of, and that's why coaching can never be just a one session because you, you have to do your fact finding. You have to do sort of your sorting of all the facts and, and you have to say, okay, how do they apply? And then the last part of it, not, not necessarily the last part, but a very crucial part of it that I think a lot of people forget sometime is to say, oh, I figured out this is why I am the way I am. And these are the labels that people have put on me that I don't accept. But many people forget the last step of saying, where is my truth in that? Because if you don't look at it and saying, like if I, the truth in other people putting a label on me as being stubborn, I just accepted it as something negative. Yes. So I could have stopped and saying, yeah, I know I'm stubborn. I got to work on that. That's my weakness. Because people are so quick to say, you are this, this, and this, and this is good, good, bad, good, bad, bad, bad. But it's not that simple. Mm -mm. So that is why it's I said it's again it's like a detective story right or, or a thriller sometimes depending on your <laughs> genre right and that there are so many layers to a person and honoring the different layers and again going back to where is the truth in it for them because mm -hmm. there is no single truth that works for everybody. There is not, no. And it's interesting how when we are young, you know, between the ages of two and seven, we don't really have any defense against the me that society projects onto us. Society tells us, be unique, and then comes back, no, not like that. Be unique like this. So it's this double bind of do something that's supposed to be organic and authentic, but do it in a planned way. Yeah. And we end up so confused, like, I, I don't understand which one is it that we begin to play a role in order to garner the approval of society around us. And then we end up being somebody that we were never intended to be, getting rewards for our work that we don't really want. And I love your analogy of how all of this is an identity crisis. It's all an identity crisis. It's all us getting back to who we truly are and the example of your stubbornness. And when you, when you look at society, of course, society wouldn't want anyone to be stubborn because God forbid that you not conform quickly. God forbid that you not sign on quickly. So how do you use your own stubbornness for your advantage? I, I want to share something with you, something I saw a while back, came remember sure. who said it and the, the exact wording, but basically the gist of it was we try our whole lives to do everything we can to try to fit in so people will accept us for who we are. And when that statement hit me, it's like, okay, why don't you start being who you are so exactly. the people that you resonate with is going to be, that's where you're going to fit in. Yeah. 
And the, it becomes a matter of, again, we hear this term so much in coaching is meeting the client where the client is. Yes. And, and again, that is being who you are so I can latch onto that. Mm. I have learned because I have come in touch with so many people, as I mentioned, over the many years that I have traveled. And I have continuous beautiful friendships from all aspects of that. Like today, tomorrow, I'm so blessed to have one of my good friends from Denmark that I was friends with when I was very young come and visit me here in Arizona. Oh, so wow. there's a lot of friendships along the way that I have not let go of. They, on the surface, we might have nothing in common, but we have touch points and we have acceptance. So where my stubbornness come in is, first of all, not letting people go, not always giving them an easy out. And that's really important with my clients. Yes. I'm not accepting them just to nod their head and say, yeah, you're right, I can see that. And I test them because it is not my truth, it's their truth. And that's where my stubbornness comes in that just because I'm stubborn doesn't mean I always have to be right. Yes, it's very true. And, and some people do, that when they think of stubbornness, they think of somebody who just latches on to something. But normally, if you stop and for a moment consider our definition of stubbornness, it's always a negative thing that stubbornness is attached to. Because otherwise, why would stubbornness be negative unless we associate stubbornness with stubbornly holding on to the negative? Mm -hmm. Everything has a pole. Everything has a light and dark, good and bad, right and wrong pole. And there can be a side to stubbornness in which I am unapologetically going to hold on to this good thing until you're willing to look at it. And I, I love you bringing forward the idea that with our clients, it's not just being a yes man. It's not just saying, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, no, that's, it's, it's challenging them because that's what they're paying us to do. They are paying us to challenge them to rise above where they are currently at or to get through the situation that they're currently struggling with. So how do you teach your clients to be stubborn with themselves? I help them empower them. We, we go, again, like I mentioned before, where is the truth? Where is the truth in those beliefs you hold about yourself? Yes. And when we go down, going back to the identity, Right, where I said, well, who are you at the core? Even though you are the mother, you are the wife, you are the girlfriend, you are the business owner, who are you underneath all that? Who do you start out with? Where is that truth? What is the truth for that person? I had to come to terms with that I wanted to work. I always wanted to work. I always wanted to do this thing that has nothing to do with my husband or my children. It doesn't mean that my love was less for them. And I didn't honor them as individuals, but I still had an identity crisis in that. I still yeah. had to accept 
parts of me that needed to be fed that did not include them. And learn that because, or actually if I didn't do that, I would not be as an effective or as loving or as giving a person in that, then I would just became a robot. Yes. You became a role or a label. Yeah. It, it was just, okay, get the kids out of bed, get them showered, get the teeth brushed, lunch bags out there. Oh, you forgot that at school? I'll go do that. It, 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 there was no emotion in it. Yes. And you know, Elsa, as you're saying that, what, what that brings to mind is, and, I, and I'm not a parent, but I see memes all the time of moms making fun of what seems like pretty abysmal situations to be in. And I think that what you're talking about is a real core of truth for those in that so many mothers today believe that once you have children, well, this is your role now. This is, this is who you are. Welcome to your new world. Enjoy. And what you're, the message that you're sharing is that you can have multiple roles and still be the same person. That the label doesn't have to be who you are. The way that you wear the label can become your new identity. Am I hearing you correctly? Absolutely. And that's a very, very good way of putting it. And, and believe me, I am not putting down motherhood. Absolutely oh, neither. What I'm saying is, does that serve your purpose? Does that serve who you identify yourself with? Because yes. um, I have met women who is so happily married. I'm like, what? But I accept them for that. They, they, they become so much identity. They could not see themselves outside the marriage or they could not see themselves outside the family unit with the children and everything that's going on there. Yeah. And that's beautiful to witness. It just didn't work for my identity. Yes. And that again goes to that full regard for the human being. Meeting our clients where they are and who they want to become. Yes, because when we are struggling so hard to find our own authenticity and to embrace our own message, the thing that will completely thwart that is to say, your message isn't okay. Mine is. Yes. This isn't. Yes. You can't be that way. And I, I love that, and again, as well as you, not in any way, shape, and or form, belittling motherhood, saying more that women who are mothers should embrace all areas of their life and not just should should be encouraged and empowered to do so oh absolutely absolutely and because i realized i actually published an article on linkedin um a while back and i've had so many women come to me and says that was me that was me and it was literally that thing about talking about when i was with my kids i felt bad that i wasn't doing my work and when i was with my in my work i, oh, I felt yeah. bad about not being with my family so nobody was getting 100% of me. Mm. Whereas if you can say, I'm at work now, I'm 100% at work. I know my kids are safe, well cared for, fed, warm, clothed, all those things. I can worry about them because now I need to give my 100% here. So when I was home, I could be a fun mom to be around because my brain wasn't somewhere else. Oh, that's so true. 
And then so, it's no longer an identity crisis. It's an identity melding. It's where all of our identities come together to honor who we truly are. Yes. And I hear so much about people talking about life work balance. Well, one plus one is two. And people might not say that's a balance, but you have to be 100% here, 100% there. You can't give 50-50. Mm. And that's the same thing with your husband or your romantic life or your partner or whoever you choose to be with. You have to be the, with them 100% too. If you're a marriage and when you go out on a date night, you hadn't provided a babysitter that you, again, knew that your kids were safe or whatever, then you... You on a date not but worrying about the kids instead of the partner in front of you. Yeah. So that identity of knowing that I have done everything in my power to be the best possible person I can be in all those and honoring what is it that I need from this situation? How can I serve in this situation? How can I be the best person that I want to be? In every single setting of our labels because we at home with the children at work with our friends out at, even at the gym where we're able to truly embrace and not just embrace but love ourselves in each of our roles and once you get to that point you can find bigger love for the people around you oh say that again lady isn't that true because that you don't so have true. you the one thing that I think the biggest gift we can get from other people or give to other people, not get from, but give to other people and say, I don't need you here, but I want you here. Oh, that's powerful. That I don't need you to complete me in the moment, but I want you here by my side. Yes. Wow, that's, uh, that's an incredible note to end on, Elsa. We have burned up our half hour. I just okay. want to... I know it goes by so fast. I just want to take a moment to say hello to our viewers, to Sita, to Robin, to Becky, to Monique. Monique, who says we are so much more than our labels, and that is so true. Yeah. Thank you for being with me today, Elsa. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and share a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your awesome stubbornness with our viewers. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yes. If you do come and watch this video after we're no longer live, and all we ask is that you just drop a hashtag replay here in the comments and let us know that you were here. If you have questions for Elsa, all of her contact information is in this video, or you can just drop a comment and tag her on this video and then she will see it and we'll get back to you. So to everybody who joined us today, everybody who's had fun watching this video, we really appreciate it. And we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow at same time, same place, 1 Eastern here at the Discover Your Path You Facebook page. So thank you, everyone. As always, really had a fun time talking with you, Elsa, and listening and seeing our viewers' comments today, and we will see you again tomorrow. Bye, everyone. Bye.